Hey, everybody, if you have been loving the show so far, we would love your support in helping us grow. You can do that by subscribing and leaving us a review when you're finished with today's episode. Thanks. If I was waiting for it to be perfect, I'd never have what I had today. Is I was willing to try. Some things failed. I fell flat on my face. Totally. A lot of that I got to learn. And, and the power of one of my favorite questions to ask anyone and myself is, am I willing to take imperfect action to achieve my goals? Welcome back to She's Simply Amazing, a podcast all about sharing the stories of women that can inspire us to live a huge, beautiful, and amazing life. I'm your host, Carrie Brinton. All right, welcome everybody. I am super excited about the conversation that we are about to have today. Our guest is Tiffany Peterson, and she is a speaker that I've had the opportunity to hear a few times. Tiffany actually came and spoke to one of our businesses and you had the entire room in tears by the time that you left. So I've wanted to have her on for a while. Tiffany is the owner of a company called Lighthouse Principles and it is a business and life strategy coaching company. So Tiffany does both personal and executive slash business sales coaching, works in both realms Some of her impressive clients include eBay, O.C. Tanner, Allstate Insurance, Dave Ramsey Productions, and doTERRA. That's quite the impressive list, Tiffany. Mm. (laughs) I'm so glad to be with you, and it's so good to see you. I know you too. You look beautiful this morning, by the way. My goodness. Always. So, Tiffany, before we get into some of your coaching philosophies, which I'm really excited about because you have a podcast. I should have mentioned that. Oh, my goodness. But as I was listening to some of your episodes, you had some principles that you brought out that were very simple, but yet made me stop and go, wow, if I could apply that and I could remember that daily, it would actually make a big difference in how my day went. So I'm really excited to get into those. I think they're going to be really applicable for people. But before we do that, tell us about yourself. Tell us about your background and how you got to where you are today. Mm -hmm. Well, I think the one thing as humans we can all relate to is that life often looks different than the way we planned it, right? And that's not always a negative thing. I was reading something this morning about how the waffle ice cream cone came to be. And this ice cream vendor ran out of bowls or containers to serve the ice cream in. And there was another vendor within the block that was serving waffle, like waffle, just regular cheese. old waffles. They created it, right. They offered the waffle cone and that's how the waffle cone started to be as they offered that. And so I think that all of us can relate to our lives look very different than maybe the way that we planned or the way that we initially thought. And it's not always, yeah. that's a beautiful thing and it can surprise us. So my own path is very much like that is short story is I thought I was going to be a special needs teacher and work in mm. traditional education. And I went school at the University of Utah. And while I was there, I was working in some classrooms, elementary ed classrooms with special needs teachers, supporting them as an aide. And I always had a soft spot for kids with disabilities and challenges. And and then Carrie, honestly, I thought I was going to get married and be a stay-at-home mom. And so Halloween costumes. Hmm. I mean, that was kind of the life vision. So Halloween costumes? Yes. I mean, that's one that's never come up before. Right. Well, I mean, again, we're rewinding a couple of decades of what I thought life was going to look like. (laughs) And I've always had this teacher heart and I went to work for, so as I left the school system, I met someone by happenstance on a double date in college and I got involved in the training development world and started working for sales for some other companies. And then I went on to work for Franklin Covey and 
Jack Canfield and Rich Dad Poor Dad, some really popular brands that were teaching personal and professional development principles. And I helped them make millions and millions and millions of dollars and in personal coaching. Now, keep in mind, this is many years ago before people even understood what a coach was. Now we have a mm-hmm. mainstream adapted concept of it. And so I just had some great experiences. Never in a million years did I think I'd be in sales though. I think that's really important to know because even though I've created this very awesome, successful business and I've helped a lot of people with sales and with mindset and self-love, the reality was that my life, this path was very much evolved and what I like to say, God-guided. And it was definitely a spirit-led experience, something I didn't plan. It has the same heartbeat, but it wears a different costume now, right? The heartbeat was I love teaching, training, And I just thought it was going to look like a certain way. And so I think one of the life lessons there is being open to the magic of allowing life to lead you, even if it's different than the way you thought or planned. And sometimes that's hard, right? Because we're letting go of a a really tender dream or the way we thought it was going to be, but trusting we're being led in a direction that can bring us, in essence, a waffle cone, right? It's going to be even sweeter than maybe what we had planned. But the reality is the trust of that. And so for me, that's how the path is that I never thought I'd be in sales. And then I went on to be the first female for that company to be what they call a top 10 producer and set history with them as a company. I don't say that to like, oh, hey, cool, brag, look at me. But just the reality of I wasn't great in sales initially, I, but I really had work ethic and passion. And I loved what I was doing to help people create change. And that's, that's ultimately, no matter what kind of business or career path we're on, is we're in the business of change. We're in the business of helping others change. And maybe that's with their aesthetics. Maybe that's in their home. Maybe that's in their business or systems, right? Or their relationships or their health is that all of you listening in some way are in the business of change. You're also in the people business, which we can touch on. But just that for my own path was, as I look back, it's something that Again, it wasn't necessarily planned. It's evolved and it's trusting the flow of how it's done. And then 11 years ago, I left corporate America. Again, I helped a lot of brands make a lot of money and was a corporate trainer for years for them. And then I went out on my own and launched my own little thing. I was way in over my head. I didn't have a business coach. I should have. And I just had a savings account that I pretty much drained the first year of starting my own business before some things really took off. And It was quite a wild ride, but it was definitely a faith and vision experience of following and trusting the heart. And so I I absolutely love what I get to do. Regularly, I'm in gratitude of, I do work that I love. In essence, I'll speak at conferences, as you know, or like spent time with your group, which I just love. And then I, I spend time privately coaching and working with individuals or small groups and helping them and holding space for them to evolve their goals and their dreams and their ideas like an incubator, right? Mm -hmm. Or that safe space that will help them grow faster or more effectively than trying to do it themselves. Yeah, that's the long, shorter-ish. Long is shortish. It's perfect. It's beautiful. There's so much that I love in what you just said, and we haven't even gotten to your philosophies yet. But I love that couple of things about that. One, that idea of just having faith, trust, being willing to let God, the universe, however you approach it, take you where you need to go. I absolutely agree with that, that there's a purpose in everything that happens in life. I love that idea of just be willing to go. And I also love the idea that if we can believe 
that that principle that there's a purpose in everything, whether it's the way we envisioned it or not. I feel like that creates a lot of hope, I think, for people where it's like, maybe you're not where you wanted to be at this moment, but if you have faith that there's a reason that you're here right now, learn what you can learn right now, and then just believe that there, there's probably something more for you, There's prob- that you can do something else, you're not stuck where you're at right now. I love that you say, I never thought I was gonna be a salesperson. Sales is hard, right? And it's one of those skills that, takes a little bit of confidence, takes some training, and it's like a scary thing, right? Mm-hmm. And I just love that you're like, I had no idea I was going to be a teacher for little kids and sew Halloween costumes. I don't even get that, but whatever. <laughs> and then- I was like a mama. Like I thought I'd then get married and stay, have babes and like be a stay-at-home mom. Totally. Like that June Cleaver idea, I guess. <laughs> but then you're like, wait, how did I go from that vision to living in this corporate world, doing corporate sales? And I actually did that I wasn't in the sales end of it, but I was a corporate trainer for a long time. And so I can relate to that. And I know that it's actually a very intimidating world. I mean, you're this coach, put air quotes around it. You're this executive trainer. But in reality, the people you're training are generally way further along in their careers and on paper look a lot more successful than you. And it can be extremely intimidating to do that. So I just love that you got into this hard world. It's a great example. And I love that it creates so much hope for people to go, you know what, I can do this thing. I think everyone, just a thought to that, I think we all need a coach or a good therapist, someone that holds space for us that we can process and share with. And the intention different with coaching is like, who do I want to become and what do I want to create and someone that helps us with that. And so to your point though, yeah, there's times you could feel very intimidated or in over your head, but and sales, I think the biggest thing with sales is just rewiring our mindset of how we see it. Because most of yeah. us would say, do you want to be connected to relationship? And do you want to help other people get their needs met? Do you want to add value? Because our old imagery or mindsets of sales is, and we have a fear of being perceived this way. This mm-hmm. is where people mostly get stuck with when it comes to sales of any kind, right? But think about it. Life is sales. Getting your kid to go to bed on time is a sales process, Totally right? Or like convincing your spouse of something or, or getting people to donate to your charity or your cause or getting elected. It's always a sales process. And so it's just rewiring it from thinking about the fear of being perceived a certain way, which is I'm salesy, pushy, aggressive, used car salesperson to understanding like, yeah, I want to help more people get their needs met. I want to be a solutions provider. I want to help more people feel heard, seen, valued, and understood. I want to have great customer service. When we're coming at it from that angle, everyone's like, oh, absolutely, I want to do that. Well, that's sales. It's just, Mm -hmm. it's rewiring the mindset, how we see it is how I think the biggest opportunity for growth is there. Absolutely. I agree with you. All of life is sales. And if you can recognize that it's, it's a relationship building exercise, then you're going to be able to feel comfortable in that world. Okay. So business coaching or executive coaching, sales coaching, all of that world, that's been around for quite a while. Like I said, before I started my business, I was actually in that world as well with some of the same companies that you just mentioned. That's been around for quite a while. The life coaching, personal coaching, I feel like is a a branch off of that. And maybe they've come from kind of the same core. But do you see that among the things that you just said, your business is getting people unstuck, helping them recognize what's keeping them back, what's holding them back, what are the barriers, and what are the steps to move forward and get unstuck and start living this more awesome life. Do you see that those barriers are similar in business and personal? Mm. Yeah, there's definitely similarities that cross over, right? Mm -hmm. And I think with 
life coaching has become a much more popular topic and a Mm -hmm. trend and something that there's been a lot of adaptation to is again, it's like life coach or a therapist, but someone that again, helps you and supports you with that. I think some of the similarities that you see in business and life and or personal is there's certain principles, right? Principles are universal and they're applicable wherever we're at is the power of clarity, right? Is, is a key thing in a business of succeeding is what are our clear vision, mission, and purpose and goals, our clear objectives. Well, the same thing for your personal life is what are my personal clear vision, mission, purpose, and goals? Like, what do I want to be creating the power of intention and, and clarity? And so you see some similarities there. Of course, there's similarities and there's differences, but principle-based, there's many tie-overs between the two of, oh, I need some organization to my business and I need some organization to my life. To my life. <laughs> I mean, imagine that. We need both of those things. So yeah, there's definitely some crossover. What I love about the life coaching and the self-care, the self-love work that mm-hmm. that really holds is that, and this is where most people would be surprised, hon. And, and even whether someone hires me to grow their business or to grow their confidence, and most often it's a combination of both, mm-hmm. is even people on the outside that you would think they seem so confident, so put together, so polished. They also are a human being dealing with their own fears and insecurities, just like the rest of us. And that to me has been liberating is I've coached some people and out of privacy, I of course honor their names and won't be sharing their names, but people that you and I both know and individuals that, oh my gosh, on the outside, they have it all. Yeah. Yeah. But they still are dealing with, am I enough? Am I a good enough mom or dad? Am I smart enough? Am I worthy? Am I lovable? Am I valued? I feel insecure at times, or I feel left out, or I feel, um, second guessing my competency or I'm hung up on what everyone else thinks of me is we all have space to do more self-love work. All of us is to become better friends with ourselves, to take better care of ourselves and to be in a place where we work on no one perfects it, but we can definitely progress with it, that we do have a deeper sense of self-confidence and a deeper sense of connection to our self-worth. And so I think that's really important to know because as humans, we walk around in our own bubble called our own mindset and our own life. And we feel like, gosh, and sometimes if we don't know that, or we forget that, we feel like, gosh, I'm just the only one that ever yeah. feels crummy or this insecure. Right. Everybody else is doing great. What's wrong with me? Yeah, exactly. So- and I think it's liberating to talk about it that you go, oh, you know what? Yeah. Other humans that even if they're quote unquote, super successful, they too are still working out the human path. Yeah, absolutely. I want to jump into three of your principles that I love and I appreciate that you talk about so much. They are super universal and they're basic, but they're worth talking about. And that first one is confidence. And let me uh, frame this in some of your own words. You've said, confidence is a choice and a habit. And you talk about just like developing our bodies, just like like in one of your your episodes, you said we wouldn't have a really great workout once a month and call it good and assume that our body's going to be strong. And I'm like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. no. Sometimes we tr- hope, we wish, we try, but that we know that's not going to work. And we wouldn't just eat a carrot and assume that's all the vitamins that we need. And confidence is the same way. Self-confidence has to be intentional and it has to be consistent. So talk about the difference here between self-confidence and self-worth. Let's start there and then break this mm. apart here. 
gosh, I love sister. We're going to talk about this. This is really going to get rich. Yeah. The episode's going to be three hours, just so you know. I will be here for a four hour podcast. (laughs) It's worth noting that there is a difference between your self-worth and self-confidence, right? I like to look at the two differently is that your self-worth is the fact you exist as a human being, you're worthy and deserving right? No matter who you were born to, your race, your gender, your age, your orientation, your who you vote for, what you believe religiously, whatever, is that you are worthy and deserving simply because you exist. Self-worth is eternal. It's already handled. You can't earn it, hustle it. You can't demean it. It's you are worthy simply because you exist. Now, we don't always, here's the important distinction, because even as I'm saying that, some of you aren't going to feel what I'm saying. Right, right. Because our feelings, as I like to say, feelings are not facts, they're feedback. I love that phrase, yeah. Right? Isn't that so juicy? It's like we have various emotional states. And here's the truth. Sometimes I feel worthy and deserving. I feel lovable. I feel confident and enough. And there's plenty of times I don't feel that way, where I don't, I feel lack, I feel scarcity, I feel, ooh, I'm insecure about, or gosh, Mm -hmm. if I was just more of this or, or had that or this thing happening. I think it's a really important distinguishing factor. Our self-worth is eternal. You are a being of love, in my opinion, right? You're a being of the divine. And just because you exist, you're worthy. Let me ask you a question. I totally agree. What are what are we worthy of? Because I know we hear that a lot. Like, you're worthy. You're special. And like you said, some people are out there just going like, no, I'm not. Like, no, I'm not. I think mm-hmm. there's people that are probably saying, I don't have a business. I don't have talents. My kid, I don't have a good relationship with my spouse. I'm overweight. I have a hard time making friends. Like all of these things. I'm just kind of listing Mm -hmm. off the five of the 20 million things that we, especially as women, identify as things that don't make us worthy, right? So I agree with you. None of those things have anything to do with your worth. What are we worthy of, though? What does that mean when we say you're worthy just by existing? Like, what are we mm-hmm. saying we're worthy of? Mm-hmm. Well, just one thought to what you were sharing is often how we're measuring this is through comparisons. Like everything yeah. you rattled off is a yeah. comparison. Totally. Right? Mm-hmm. Comparison is, has been quoted as saying is the thief of all joy. And so it's always compared to who or what. Yeah. I'm not thin enough compared to who or what. I'm single or I'm married or I'm happily married. I'm not happily married. I have kids. I don't have kids. My kids do this and I'm good. If my kids don't do this, I'm bad. Or I'm not a good parent is all of the things we just rattled off. If we're clear about, they come from a comparison. Mm -hmm. And so it's catching that in the mindset loop is like, okay, I'm in comparison. Now I think comparisons can be valuable if they inspire us, right? Where I'm like, Ooh, Carrie inspires me to be a more authentic leader. Or this person inspires me with I want to be healthier and, mm-hmm. and take better care of myself, or I'm inspired by this person's artwork or that they've created a successful business. We can be inspired by others, but where we often get ourselves in trouble and this all feeds the negative self-talk and the negative self-esteem is the comparison trap. Yeah. And so we want to be conscious of that. But when I say someone's worthy, I mean that you your needs matter. Who you are as a human, you're valued just because you exist. Your mm-hmm. voice matters, your feelings matter. And I don't mean that from a sense of entitlement, but just more of a sense of a peaceful knowing that, hey, I'm here. And I obviously, however that, whatever we believe spiritually or religiously about that, you are in this space, in this time, in this life. And you matter and who you are matters. And so moving on to self-confidence though. So again, self-worth is eternal. Self-confidence ebbs and flows. And it is where I say it's a choice and it's a habit. It's a muscle we can strengthen. 
is I don't know about you, girl, but like I grew up here in Utah and I'm a natural redhead. <laughs> and um, I had got so confused about being a redhead as a kid and, and through, I think about junior high and I had no self-confidence. I was this yeah. skinny little stick, which some people, they might judge me for, but I was insecure about being that skinny because I didn't have <laughs> curves when and then I had this red hair that was permed and I had it like, it looked like a redheaded Afro. And I was just like, I had no self-confidence and just a lot going on in my personal life at home. With Pretty sure we can all relate to that in some way. And even as a grown woman, sometimes I'll say this, I still feel like my eighth grade self. My eighth grade self was so insecure and so cared about, am I wearing the right thing? And how do I look? And do I fit in? And am I all those hypersensitivities, and sometimes they can still pop up as a grown woman. Mm-hmm. The difference of being a grown up now, though, is we can learn tools and skills to say, hmm, I get to consciously co create the quality of my life. I get to consciously choose into being more intentional and therefore with habits that can help me more often feel better, to feel more confident. I can work at this. And so, that hopefully for all of you listening is really good news that no matter how you feel today, And even if you're rocking it today, just to know that in the days where things get off or the the slumps that we hit, that it's like, hey, I can choose to change my life. I have skills and tools that can build and grow self-confidence because I think if if we believe that we just like, like, and as I say, it's a muscle, like any muscle, we have to use it and work it out. And it's the same thing as I'm going to practice certain rituals and habits that help me feel more confident in myself, in my body, mind, heart, and spirit. I'm going to take better care of me and therefore I'm going to have more confidence, which translates to energy in some ways. And everything is energy because we live in a vibrational universe. So a lot of times when people hire me to grow their cells, I say, great. Week number one, we get right into self-care habits. And (laughs) And they're like, "Uh... sales strategy, but (laughs) it's the fuel in the tank. It's the energy. It's the vivaciousness where the more confident you are, you can have the perfect sales script, but if you don't have the confidence to share it, yeah, it's irrelevant. I love distinguishing between self-worth and self-confidence. To me, that's a really, really critical thing because knowing that no matter how we feel in the moment, like that day, that scenario with those friends in, in that professional setting, whatever, you know, we still have this foundation of worth. To me, I think that that should give everybody so much hope and so much joy to know that No matter what is externally going on, internal, you have this foundation of worth. And just to recognize that confidence, it's like I'm thinking of it as like a pillar maybe or something where it's like we're standing on our self-worth. We can stand on that. And then the confidence is the the only piece that's going up and down. The worth is not changing. The worth is there. It's the confidence that, like you said, ebbs and flows. And so much of that is just depending on the world around us. And I, I think that's normal. And I... I agree with you. I mean, I go through so many times where I'm not confident in a given situation. and But to remember, like, even if I'm feeling kind of bad in this scenario or in this day, I'm still worthy, I think is just such a valuable thing. So you said that there's like, oh, the other thing I wanted to add to that, sorry, is that idea that it's a muscle. Mm. I love this. I kind of learned this with my kids when they were younger. My oldest son had challenges with ADD and we took him to a facility and the doctor there, he was a, a, had a doctorate in education. And he laid that out for me as a young mom who was really struggling with this child who was really struggling in school. And I was feeling like I was failing and I didn't know how to help him and all sorts of challenges. And his name's Dr. Wolf. And he just explained to me, he's like, the mind is just a muscle like anything else. And you just have to exercise it. And 
that principle just freed me from all of the pain of like, oh, like my kid's not broken. I'm not broken. It's just a muscle that you have to exercise. And just like the brain, I mean, confidence is part of the brain, right? It's just a way that our brain works. And I love that idea that just like any other physical skill, confidence is just something that we have to work on and that we can. I, I love that idea that we can. I, we're not stuck being an insecure person. We're not stuck with low self-confidence. We can work on that. We can change that. That to me is an extremely empowering concept. So let's talk about how we do that. What do we do to develop self-confidence? Do you have tips or tools or things that you mm-hmm. tell people to do to develop that habit? Well, we have lots, but I'll, I'll just narrow it down to a handful. Okay. On my YouTube channel and my website is tiffanyspeaks.com. There's a free download there that I invite people to get, which is called the self-care guide. Okay. And it's just a free download under free resources. And you can find that again, tiffanyspeaks.com or YouTube or my podcast. There's a lot of free content that's out there. And so let's highlight a couple of them. I think that the, the foundation is making a decision to say, I'm going to choose to have a better relationship with me, right? It's just like when we choose into saying, I want to be healthier in shape, or I want to be more organized, or I want to write a book or produce this thing in my company is it begins with a decision. And so I think owning that to say, I'm going to choose it, not about perfect, but I'm going to be committed to growing this for myself. And then I'll share with you a couple of things I think help. I think of course, first of all, is the, the power of taking care of your physical body will definitely help influence you. And there's that's always can turn into a long list. So I just want to suggest one. And that one would be, I'm going to commit to move my body every single day, right? And that might be a 10, 15 minute walk. I mean, that's often mine where I have this new golden retriever pup in my house and we're getting out at least every day for a 15 minute walk, sometimes more. And sometimes I do more of a workout or some things in my home or whatnot, or get out on a trail. But it's like, I'm going to move my body every day right? is one of those go-to self-care habits that is so, you know, short, sweet, simple. And it's just making up our mind that we go, okay, I'm going to do that. It's not about, I've got to do a full on workout every day, but I'm going to move my body every day. And secondly, I'm a big believer of the morning ritual and Mm -hmm. starting our day with intention and different people have taught this for years. So I'm not, it's not new for me Mm -hmm. or meaning new from me. It's that the concept, I call it morning ritual versus a power hour, but that you start your day with some intentional nourishment. And that's the key word is what nourishes you. And so for some that might be prayer or meditation, right? Or reading or moving your body, but all too often humans are starting their day on their technology. Oh my gosh, I'm the worst. And it's not to be in judgment and you don't have to feel shamed by that. It is not meant with that at all. But you're right. It's such a bad way to start. Of someone else, Mm -hmm. right? And so you're starting your day within the energy, the agenda of someone else, other people's priorities. You get into text, email, social media, which all of those things can be very inspiring and very positive, but you're immediately on the agenda of someone else. In plenty of days, you're going to see someone's text or you're going to scroll something that spikes your anxiety or creates some nerves for you. And it just, you start your day that way. And the kind way you start spiral. Today, yeah, it spirals. And so the hardest part of this habit, like most habits, as I already let out with, is just making the decision. Decide, I start my day with me. And what I call at least the sacred 10, the first 10 minutes of your day, you get to nourish you. So if you have young kiddos, I get it. Have 10 minutes before those kiddos typically get up. And I can't always control that. But the reality of 
I'm going to have 10 to 20 minutes for myself where I'm going to read, pray, meditate, gratitude journal. I'm going to do some yoga stretches, but I'm going to do some things that nourish me mentally, spiritually, physically of some kind before I meet with the world, before I meet with the rest of my home or people I live with or let alone especially because often we can be laying in bed scrolling our phones, right? And again, I don't say that out of judgment, but it's just like you have no idea what rabbit holes your scrolling will take you down and what emotions it will make you feel. And you may have woken up feeling rested and excited for the day. And then you see something that just face plants you energetically. And then it, the rest of your day and your productivity can be really influenced by that. And so it's choosing mentally, emotionally, spiritually to say, I'm going to start my day with me. And so for me, again, what nourishes you is the question for you to be listening, to be asking, to start your day with some intention. That is a, a small, small change, but it's a game changer type experience. I love that. I'm listening to you. And when you say starting your day with your phone, I mean, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to commit to that right now because that is one of my personal biggest challenges is my alarm goes off. I use my phone as my alarm and I immediately pick it up, turn it off. And then I either scroll right and get the news or I scroll left and open Instagram. And it's ridiculous because both of them tend to spiral me down more mm-hmm. often than not something news for sure negative there's nothing positive in the news right. let's just say that but instagram maybe i'll see a couple of positive things and then i do i find myself going oh comparing comparing it's just amen you get it because that's exactly what i thought it's like well if you read the news you're probably going to read negativity yeah and if you scroll through social media you're going to activate your comparison vibe totally. and so nothing again wrong with either of those things it's yeah. just let's come to the day grounded and centered And not that I'm perfectly grounded and centered with my morning ritual, but that's a habit I've lived for years. And Mm -hmm. when my clients adapt it, it it is truly a game changer. It's before they move into mom mode, right? Or dad mode. And before they move into their social or their scrolling or business, is they just feel like, oh, I had a cup of coffee and watched the sunrise Mm -hmm. and maybe read a devotional book. Or I did some yoga poses for 10 to 15 minutes and just moved my body and got myself centered and anchored, or I did my meditation practice, whatever the things that speak to you. And I think it's just giving you the permission that it doesn't, again, have to be a full hour. Mm -hmm. It's 10 minutes at least, right? We just say the first 10 minutes of my day, I'm going to have my own back first. I'm going to start with me, then move into the rest of the world and the other things that are there. And so that's another potent self-confidence building habit because you're saying, I matter. I'm going to nourish me first versus so much of what we're all in learning is how to give ourselves self-love and validation versus always looking to the world for it. We want it outside of us versus I'm going to give myself that. I'm going to fill up my own cup. And we hear these phrases a lot, but truly like the choice to live them. It's one thing to hear it and go, oh yeah, I know that sounds good. That's a good tip. But my ask of you as your coach, all of you listening in this moment, are you living it? And not perfectly, but are you in a committed relationship with you? right? Like, are you investing in you? Because expecting to feel fantastic and great and confident without making the investment is fantasy land. Yeah, that's so true. And you're right. We hear this over and over and over, right? Life coaching is very popular right now. We hear it. But that question is so key. Like, are you doing it? Or are you hoping that somehow by osmosis, just hearing it on a podcast here and there is going to build your self-confidence? Or are you actually doing the things? the same way we exercise, the same way we have to change our nutrition intake to make give us more energy. Are you doing 
the things that you have to do to have it in your life. I mean, I just, it's so, it's like, these are such simple phrases that we hear over and over. And sometimes I did like you, you always say, woo, woo. That's your phrase. You always say, are they woo, woo? Sometimes I think we do think of this as like, ah, woo, woo, whatever. Like you don't need to go through life caring about yourself. You don't need to go through life with intention. That was kind of one of the early words is intention. And I used to always tease my friend who would say it all the time until it finally dawned on me like what that actually means and what it's what people are trying to say when they say live life with intention have good the right intention i'm like oh they mean like me creating my life me dictating my life instead of letting like you said the external world dictate it for me as much as this sometimes can go in one ear and out the other cuz we do hear it a lot i i agree with you that if you can take those tiny little steps and have some intention behind your day starting in the morning, it is an absolute game changer. Try it, everybody. I will challenge us all. I'm going to do it. I'm going to not look at my phone. We're all going to do it. Pinky swear, right? Got We're it. We're doing it. <laughs> so well, since- it's true. And again, not about like, oops, I forgot. I accidentally looked at my phone and, and not that it's right. one more thing that we like get after ourselves for, but it's just choosing in. A lot of it, it begins also with vision, which is how do I want to feel more often and what do I want to experience in my life? And that's why when we said clarity is one of those key components, whether you're personally looking at change or in your business or sales growth, it's like the clarity and being clear on the outcome. It's like, hey, I want to feel more comfortable in my own skin. I want to feel consciously more aware to to feel good Mm -hmm. and to feel confident and to feel connected to my sense of self. I think that is where then we go, okay, what are the habits that help me create the outcomes that I want? And then we look at those things and it's like, well, I want to start and end my day ideally with some intention where I'm going to begin and end my day with things that nourish me versus make me frenetic, make me stressed, make me anxious. You said you have to ask yourself really, how do you want to feel? Mm-hmm. That's really interesting to me is that we have to start by really identifying how do I want to feel? How do I, what emotions do I want to have? Sometimes I think we skip right to the habits without understanding the why or the emotional driver mm-hmm. behind them, which that concept that right there is really powerful to me. How do you suggest for your clients they go about starting that activity? Is that like getting out a journal and writing it down? Is it having a conversation? How do you how do you start yeah. to identify what's not working emotionally and what you want, where you want to be emotionally? I think everything you just said is a great starting point. It's just spending some time with reflection and writing. I'm a big fan of that. Or you can utilize, of course, technology and typing it out. But really asking yourself the question, when I worked for Covey for years, mm-hmm. you know, the seven habits of highly effective people was ingrained in my brain. Yeah, me too. And one of the habits talks about begin with the end in mind. Mm-hmm. And so when you're saying that, it's like, let's think about the outcome and the end result, the why, because we can jump to the habits. And although we all know the habits are a good idea, what actually motivates you to change is your why, your reasoning, your purpose. And so having vision to here's why I'm creating this change in myself, in my business, in my relationship, my home systems, you name it. But starting here of like, okay, with our self relationship, asking the questions, what do I want to feel more of? What do I want to contribute? And how do I want to to feel and experience this life? Because the truth of the matter is when we feel better, we we perform better. We show up better. We have more patience in our parenting if applicable. Mm-hmm. And we are more likely to serve and love on other people when we feel good. Like we have that, oh, I'm feeling good. I'm, I'm yeah. more likely to check in on you and take care of you 
And so it's not just, it's not selfish. Sometimes that's the conversation is self-care selfish. It's about, I'm, but I'm clear on the outcome and the vision that it isn't just about me, that I want to be a more checked in parent or a more kind friend or have more patience as a manager or as a leader in my company mm-hmm. is a lot of that has to do with how full is my own tank, mm-hmm. right? And that we'll have the vision that, hey, me investing in me physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I'm reading and nourishing my brain, I'm meditating or moving my body and doing my spiritual practices as well as filling up my joy and, and working on it. Again, it's a work in progress, but right. I'm working on it. I'm committed to it. I'm doing that because it's bringing a fuel to my life and an energy that helps me magnify everything else. I love that. Yeah. So you've had to put these principles into practice yourself. I mean, you, like you said, about 11 years ago, you left a stable corporate Mm -hmm. America job where Mm -hmm. the content was handed to you and all you had to do, not that it was easy, you had to go out and sell it. And then you had to jump off and do your own thing. I mean, what did you feel like you had all the confidence to do it? Were you just putting a little bit of faith in this in the universe to go out and do that? What did that look like for you when you had to mm-hmm. actually go, all right, now I'm gonna put all of these principles into action and oh gosh, yes. Take big Well, let's say it wasn't comfortable. <laughs> I think that's important because growth and comfort don't usually hang out together. Okay, let's I- let's like highlight that. It's not gonna be comfortable. Right. I love encouraging people to try stuff. And I think so many times people are waiting for that moment where it just, everything's, the stars align. And it's like, people, it's not going to happen. Like, if you feel comfort, you're not growing. You're not doing anything. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So it was uncomfortable. True. And so at the time of my life, though, I, when I left corporate America, there had been a ton of change in mm-hmm. the two months, 60 days leading. In 60 days, my whole life got rearranged. Really? I had committed to a train the trainer training program and a year long big commitment. And I just gotten engaged to get married. I'm not married now, but I just gotten engaged and had put an offer down on a home that went, was accepted. And it was like this dream home scenario. And then I got diagnosed with breast cancer and then my corporate cushy six figure gig went away. And that all happened in six months that I planning a wedding, moving a house, having surgery. And then my eight-year gig that I'd always known, right? Yeah. That also went away. And there was a whole lot that the universe, if you will, the nest got stirred big time. <laughs> in season. I mean, it was like, wow. So some of that was, I was then faced with some choices to make. And part of it was, what do you want to do? And what does your heart say? And, and do I stay in this job or do I launch my own thing? I was facing so much change, love. There was so much uncertainty. And I think that's a lot of of the vibe that we're all feeling now and why we're all sometimes on edge is mm-hmm. we're feeling so much uncertainty yeah. of like what's going to happen with our lives, with economies, with elections, with relationships and business, all of the things. Yeah. And there was just a lot of stuff up in the air, but there's also, there's magic that's created from uncertainty. And faith has always been a big part of my life. And it's, it's its own unique path where people say, oh, are you spiritual? Yes. Are you religious? Yes. I have a blended path with my spiritual life and in my own walk with God and in my own relationship there, truly it it was very God guided. And, and I just had some little inklings and it was like, well, here we go. I'd never even tried to build a side hustle before. So it wasn't like, Oh, I know how to build a business. Mm -hmm. I had skills. I had passion and work ethic. And I just went for it and followed. And, And again, sometimes I like to say, follow the draw or honor the draw. And 
I was willing to work and it, and I was willing to pray hard, both, right? Because sometimes we think it's one or the other. We all think it's only on us versus how you tap into your divinity, your higher power or purpose. And whether you say God or Buddha or Jesus or mm-hmm. your higher power though. And some people think, oh, I, and also on the same breath, you also need to get out there and work, right? Because <laughs> right. we have a parked car. So some people are like, oh, I'll just sit and pray for things to happen. I invite us to do both and I was doing both. And so it was definitely faith and spiritually led matched with my willingness to try and to stretch and to take, this is one of those key life lessons, take a lot of imperfect action. Yes. Right. I mean, I, when I think about carrying my very first product or my very first live event I hosted, my first one day workshop was in (laughs) February of 2010. So almost 11 years ago coming up here in February. But the reality is, is that I, my very first little workshop that I hosted, a one-day workshop called Success Strategies. Think about that now. And, oh, it's Are so you like, oh. I know. I'm like, okay. Oh, but people paid for that. But I hosted that little workshop and we had 37 people come to my very first little workshop. And, while, and most people, well, that's not bad. You're very no, that's one. really good. Right. But until you know that 30 of the 37 people were my family and friends <laughs> doing me a major solid. Didn't pay. And this new change and this new experience. And so, yeah, but here's the thing. Again, 10, 11 years later, I've now hosted events with a thousand people in a room Mm -hmm. and all kinds of levels of things that I've gone on to create. And I share that as if I was waiting for it to be perfect, I'd never have what I had today. Is I was willing to try. I was willing it. Some things failed. I fell flat on my face. Totally. A lot of, but I got to learn and and learn and learn and learn. And, And the power of one of my favorite questions to ask anyone And myself is, am I willing to take imperfect action to achieve my goals? Like, I couldn't even agree more with that idea of you cannot wait until everything aligns. You cannot wait until you have all of the answers. You can't rehearse before you jump. Like, you just have to, I've heard you say before, you just have to trust your intuition. You have to trust your gut a little bit, right? And it's like, it takes confidence and then taking that step, it's going to be a confidence builder. It's probably going to be a confidence crusher here and there. I mean, I know for me, there's plenty of time, of scenarios where I come out of it feeling like, yeah, I'm good. I know what I'm doing. I'm so talented. I'm so smart, whatever. And there's plenty of scenarios where you're just like, oh, I want to run and hide. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, all of it. And it's a bit of a confidence crusher. But coming back to that first thing you said of like, it doesn't have to change your worth. Like it doesn't have to change that real feeling of self-love, right? Like let it make your confidence ebb or flow for sure, but it doesn't have to change who you are and how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. I wish everybody honestly could just see somehow like we could make some great documentary about all of the stories of every small business everywhere and just look at the ups and downs and look at the failures and look at the challenges that come from it and people would realize like, oh, most people that are successful, one, I mean, they didn't start doing it because they knew what they were doing. They just started because they're willing to fail, right? Like I think about how we're connected today to the power of electricity, right? And you think about how many times did Edison fail and we never focus on his failures. But the gratitude of how much has electricity changed our world and blessed our lives. And we think about the gratitude for the willingness to try and to try and to try. And so often, again, where I think most of this stems back to 
is as humans where most of our troubles come from is we get so focused on the fear of what, what do other people think of me? Do I look foolish? Do I look dumb? I don't want to look dumb. I don't, I care too much what others think, how I'm perceived, how I'm seen, especially, I mean, this can be true for all humans, but I think as, as women, especially it's like, oh gosh, am I seeing it right? Am I doing it right? How do I look? I mean, again, I'm a woman, so I'm relating more in that way, but the reality is for men and women, how often we get hung up on that. And that's the bigger issue versus the willingness to try and the willingness to learn and grow and, and to put ourselves out there and to try the goals or to try the new recipe or to put yourself on a dating site, if again, applicable, or to say, gosh, I'm going to click publish on this blog or this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Like you're newer. When I launched my own podcast about 15 months ago, and, and it's, if I was waiting for everything to be perfect, it wouldn't be out there. Yeah, And so it's just that awareness of whether it's in your love life and your heart space, if it's in your business, if it's in whatever is the willingness to take imperfect action. I'm a pretty regular girl here from Salt Lake. And I don't say that to demean myself at all, but the reality is, is I've just been willing to take a lot of imperfect action and I've created a really successful business because of it. And so that like is the heartbeat of it is sure. If I worked on skills and tools, absolutely. Have I taken classes, hired coaches? Have I worked on myself and in my skill set? Of course I have over the years, but really the heartbeat of why I'm here today and why we know each other and the work that I'm up to in the world is because I took a lot of imperfect action. Well, I'm so glad you do because you have so much to offer. You have such a beautiful way of presenting everything. And I love these lessons that you're teaching today. Again, they're things that we've heard, but I hope that everyone will pull something from this conversation today, some little piece, whether it's the morning routine or just some of these actions to develop our self-confidence, whatever it is, I hope everyone will take at least one thing and give it a shot, give it a try. And like you said, not something to beat yourself up over, knowing that it's not going to be perfect, that you're going to fail, but I hope that everyone will give it a try. Let me just ask you one kind of final summary type question here, Tiff, and that is, what would your, I don't know, what would your ultimate overarching message be to people? What do you try and teach the most in your, in your, let's say your individual personal coaching? Mm. Oh gosh, that's like picking a favorite pair of shoes. <laughs> I, right? I should like, prep people one, with this question. Um, I, I think one of the things that is coming up for me, so I'm going to honor that because I'll trust that's what someone here listening needs to hear. But many years ago, I heard of the simple phrase of the four SWs. And the four SWs stand for some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. Mm-hmm. When I think about some of the best life or sales coaching advice I could give, right? Because a lot of times we're using that in a business training, but I'd mm-hmm. also say just as applicable in a life training is that the, the truth of the matter is that as we put ourselves out there, as we share our gifts and our tools, as we ask for the sale or we approach someone about the business we're up to or whatever it might look like, the reality is, is that some will absolutely buy from you or resonate with you or follow or love your artwork or Connect be the kind of person that's going to be your person. And then some people won't, they're not your person or they're not meant to work with you, or at least for right now, maybe at some point down the road, but some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. And how that's an important life lesson is many, many moons ago when I was brand new to sales and selling, and I was selling coaching programs over the phone for Franklin Covey. I had this experience where I was a few days in on the job and we were commission-based only. So you only made money if you actually closed deals and you had to close a few deals to actually make a decent paycheck. Mm -hmm. 
And my very first sale that I made, and it was a cold lead and a woman I connected, her name is Beth on the East Coast. And we went through the whole process and she signed up for a coaching program. And I was high as a kite, like so thrilled, right? She said, yes, my first yes. And oh my gosh, here we go. Well, like most things, you have a window of time that you can refund or cancel. Mm-hmm. And you have a three-day right of, of rescission on that. And I, the very next day, she canceled her program. And I was really bummed. I'd done no mindset work. So imagine what I'm thinking, right? I failed. I failed. How did I screw that up? I'm start second guessing myself. Maybe I'm not cut out for this. That's a really potent negative thought. Maybe I'm not, I'm just not made for this, right? And I was now in this new call center sales environment and I'm on a headset, I'm on another presentation and my new boss who was former CIA for the US government, he's pretty intense. He went on to be a very dear friend and mentor, but I'd only worked for him for a few days. I didn't know him and he definitely was scary to me. And he was walking the sales floor and stops and sees me because of course you can tell someone's energy by their thoughts, right? Like meaning my energy, I was really slumped. I was in it. I was in the negativity. And he asked me, he said, what's up with you? And I looked at him, I paused my, my, I muted the phone call I was on. And I looked at him with the biggest doe eyes and as weepy as I could be was like, my sale canceled. And I was really expecting, I didn't know, I mean, I was really expecting him to like nurture me and coddle me and maybe say, come on, sweetheart, get off the phone and let's go get a brownie and a Diet Coke and <laughs> love this out of you. You know, I was really expecting to be quote unquote nurtured. Yeah. And I got mentored and he grabbed my yellow pad piece of paper on my desk and my pen and wrote something fast and furious, underlined it and pushed it back to me. And guess what it said on that piece of paper? So, so what? What? <laughs> It shook me. It created what Tony Robbins calls a state change where I didn't know how to respond because I was all in the funk. I was like building a house in hell, as my mom would say, is if you're going through hell, don't stop and build a house there. And I was getting in it. And it was like making it was roots. Like two stories. Like, story, right? And his, that moment was a life changer. It was game changing for me. It was a pivot point of crossroads, right? Because here I was down this rabbit hole of maybe I'm not enough and all one, one. And he's like, so what? And I was like, part of me, I didn't know if I, sh- I wanted to burst into tears. Like, this is the <laughs> meanest guy I've ever met. Run away, yeah. And the other part of me wanted to be like, are you serious, pal? Like, this hurts my feelings and you're a jerk. Like, I didn't know how to respond, but it shook me out of that state. It's like, I was making that one cell canceling. I was resting my whole career in that moment on that, in that moment. Like, I was making that failure, mm-hmm. quote unquote, cell canceling mean all of this thing about me and about my future. And so that early mentoring moment was powerful. And so when we talk about that is that the reality is, is some will, some won't. So what? Someone's waiting. If someone is waiting for your art or your business or your education or your classes you guys offer, or someone is, is looking for you that wants to date you or be, marry you or, mm-hmm. or be your friend or be your biggest confidant or champion, whatever. It's like, it's like the power of purpose that we're on purpose for the work that we're up to in the world, both personally and professionally. And I think for me, again, I, I know it's just the one I felt prompted to share. So I trust that there's several things that I could be like, gosh, here's my final thought. Yeah. But to lean into the, the power and the flow and trust of God or the universe, that the reality is, is as you share more and you're willing to grow, some will, right? Some won't. So what? Someone's waiting is I think it's matters we ask the so what. Not out of being cold-hearted, but out of a place of a kind of a reality check of totally. how many 
you have built your whole life or you're seeing a whole thing because you're like, oh, this thing didn't happen. This dream didn't happen or this person didn't buy from me or this person left me or this thing happened. While I have huge empathy for those really big heart things, Mm -hmm. the reality is, is like, okay, something or someone better is waiting for you. Mm -hmm. Love is working in your favor. And so it's choosing. I don't always feel that way. I think that's really important to clarify, like the self-confidence talk too. I don't always feel that way, but feelings and truth don't always align. Truth is still truth, whether you feel it or not. And the truth of the matter is that life has beautiful things in store for each of you. It's just our willingness to say, I'm going to choose to grow and I'm going to choose to put myself more in a flow of, of being open and learning and up-leveling versus I'm going to be reactive and waiting and hoping that something happens to me. It's like, no, I'm going to keep picking up the phone and making more sales calls. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go enroll. I went on to be the first female in that company's history. I quadrupled my income in a year because of that lesson. Because if I was left to my own devices, I would have mindsetted myself right out of that place. Right. You would be done with that job. You would have run away. Okay. One, I think that I was the one that needed to hear that. So thank you. Two, we should have started with that because now I have so many questions. And three, maybe we need to do another another episode because yeah, that was part two. Let's do. Let's do another one. <laughs> I love that some will, some won't. So what? Somebody's waiting. I can imagine that when he writes so what and hands it to you, I'm trying to think like, if I was in that scenario and someone asked me, so what, how would I respond to that? It would make me stop and go, yeah, so what? Am I just going to stop and start crying because somebody canceled? No. Am I going to quit this job? No. Am I, maybe I'm going to change my approach and learn something positive from this experience. But I love that blunt question of, so what? It helps us kind of get out of the spiral, right? And go, why am I letting this impact me the way it's impacting me? So what? What impact does it have on my life? And I think most of the time the answer will be super enlightening for us to see. I'm letting mm-hmm. it take me where it doesn't need to take me. I'm letting this event, feeling, person, scenario do something to me that it should not, I should not be allowing it to do. Mm-hmm. It's so true, Carrie. I think we all are going to bump into various forms of rejection yeah. or what feels like rejection or we're going to bump into adversity or a struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's where we go, okay, so what? Like, Someone's waiting or my purpose is waiting. Something better is waiting for me. I'm going to trust. I'm going to move forward versus, oh, wow, I'm going to build a house in hell. Again, (laughs) that's what my mom would say for me growing up. If you're going through hell, don't stop and build a house there. Don't plant roots in that sadness or that negativity. And so I really, I love that, that reminder is, so what? Someone or something better is waiting. And it's true. That's like back to where we first originally started this conversation is like, God has something better for you. The universe, there is something, there is something new for you to experience. So just believe it. So what? Somebody's waiting. Something's waiting. Okay, Tiffany, I'm pretty sure we just resolved all of life's problems. (laughs) And we just, I'm sure helped everybody's business. I think we did a really good work today. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for having me. I've absolutely loved it. And at least some good things to ponder on. And then as you feel impressed, again, the pondering, is can be potent and where the real change or magic happens is to take that imperfect action. Like in some way, like she's saying, start your day with a morning ritual, get serious or committed to moving your body regularly or working on your positive self-talk or your joy list or, or your willingness to share the gift that you have or your sales, whatever this way that 
whatever way these principles apply to you listening today is take action on them, right? Hear them, but then move on them. And that's where you'll see the real, real gift of this show in your life. Okay, so if everyone wants to get more of your amazing wisdom, tell us all of the ways that people can find you, including your podcast. Okay, so the main hub is my website and there's several free programs there. Mm -hmm. I have a goal setting program. I have the self-care guides, sales training and various things. My website is tiffanyspeaks.com. It's very robust, a lot of contents there. You can also find me on YouTube under my name, Tiffany Peterson, and there's about 40 different videos from mindset to self-care to sales, productivity. My podcast, you can also find on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, which is just under my name as well. So really easy to find, but there's a lot of free resources. If you're on the socials, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, whichever your favorite place to play is. And I run all my own social media. So if I'm engaging with you, it is indeed me. But if there's some great free content that hits there on the regular too. And those are, are those, is Instagram, is that Tiffany Peterson? Yeah, it's Tiff Peterson. Tiff, T-I-F-F? Yeah, T-I-F-F Peterson is my Instagram handle. I'm sure everybody's going to want to go out and search you out. We talked a lot about your business coaching, but I do also want to highlight the fact that you are doing personal coaching, right? You are working with individuals Mm -hmm. and you're doing a lot of uh, virtual work right now, given this world that we live in right. in the current moment. Yeah, I have lots of options. So if, if you're listening and you're saying, gosh, I want to explore this, feel free to reach out to me and either myself or a member of my team will be in response with helping you get your needs met if there's some things you want to explore. Awesome. And Tiffany, you guys, she's awesome. She's such a sweetheart. She's so fun to be around. You're going to connect with her immediately. So I highly recommend you go check her out. Tiffany, thank you for being here today. Thank you for the opportunity. So good to connect and dialogue with you. You too. Thanks for joining us for another episode of She's Simply Amazing. If you are loving this podcast and getting so much out of it, please help us grow it. You can subscribe to the podcast and share each episode that you love. You can join our community on Instagram by following at Simply Amazing Podcast. And please, please, if you're loving this, go leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. Those reviews really help us grow. We'll see you next week.